0: This is John Bishkey from Santa Monica, California, and you found one of our favorite podcasts, You Are the Guest, with Bill Grady. And after the show, check us out at www.learnoutloud.com.
1: Welcome to You Are The Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Gray.
2: Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. And welcome to show number 12 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Japan. Josh, welcome to the program.
0: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Bill. It's an uh, absolute pleasure to be on your show. I, I've listened to a couple of your shows, and, and I, I do have to say I'm highly impressed by the questions you ask, so just be gentle. <laughs> uh,
2: well, hopefully this is, you'll feel that this is just a conversation that is recorded. So.
0: Relax. <laughs> Relax and
2: have some fun.
0: I have my medication sitting right here.
2: Good for you. <laughs> What'd you tell about yourself?
0: Um, well, my name is Josh. Um, I am active duty navy. I'm stationed here in Japan with my uh beautiful wife and my lovely two daughters. Uh just had my second daughter about a month ago. So uh we're experiencing the uh not the sleepless nights once again as we did with our first daughter. But um all in all i'm i'm just a, a plain old family guy uh family guy navy guy living here in japan uh loving life here i've been here off and on for about five years now uh not counting the time that i've been deployed with my ship or uh back in the states for school so i'm just here loving life
2: where is home
0: home is in a suburb of orlando florida um actually a couple suburbs i was born and raised in eustace florida it's just a small community town, no more than maybe thirty thousand people in it. And uh, then once my family split up, I went and lived with my mom for a while uh, down in uh, up in Winter Springs, Florida. It's uh, in Seminole County. It's it's about maybe twenty minutes outside of Orlando. So um, I've been a, a Central Florida guy for for my whole life. Um, I noticed your guest on Show Ten actually was from Orlando, you know, as well. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of ironic. Two two episodes away, and you got another guy from Orlando.
2: So why did you pick the Navy?
0: Well, that that that's an interesting story. I um, when I was 18, I joined the Navy. When I was two weeks uh, after two weeks of being 18 years old, I was working at Universal Studios in uh, there in Orlando, and I was just bored with life. I was tired of 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 the uh, the same old routine. At, at 18, surprisingly enough, so I need a little bit of direction in my life because uh, just the way things were headed didn't look so well. So I went down to the recruiting station and talked to the Air Force guy cuz my uh, my uncle was an Air Force Master Sergeant and you know they gave me all kinds of options and they you know they took me in and I took the tests and they said, "Yeah, you'll get a great job, but you're not going to be able to pick it. You you get you get to pick 3 jobs and then we'll we'll tell you where you're going to go." So I wasn't too thrilled about that. So I went next door and talked to the Navy guy and the Navy guy said, "Yeah, you'll be able to pick whatever job you want." So that kind of set me off right there. And uh ever since then I've I've enjoyed my life in the Navy. It's given me a lot of direction and uh a lot of purpose in life. But uh but that that's about it. So,
2: so how long have you been with the Navy now?
0: Uh January will be 6 years. I I've been in for 6 years. My uh my first I I originally came in, I told them I wanted to be a hospital corpsman um which is pretty much like a nursing assistant. Um, they told me though, they said, well, your resume says you like computers and electronics and, you know, we have this great job, you know, do you want to, do you want to shoot missiles and guns and do you want to work on computers? So I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds great. So, you know, I got the, the big glorious bonus and the, the automatic advancement and stuff like that. And I got to go learn how to, uh, maintain a radar system and a gun system and, and, and all that fun, you know, manly destruction stuff. And then, uh. Out of the blue they said, Well, we made too many people in your specialty. You're either gonna have to get out or uh cross rate, which is just change jobs. So I said, Well, I always wanted to be a corpsman, you know. I've I've got a family who is uh who is who has a background in medicine and I've always I've always been interested in medicine. So from that point on I went, changed schools and uh now I'm a hospital corpsman at my uh, local hospital, which is something new for my viewers because I kinda keep it secret where I work. <laughs>
2: What's one of your hidden talents?
0: One of my hidden talents? Oh, God. Um, annoying the hell out of people. <laughs> no, I really, um, I really can't think of any. I'm an avid. I used to be a very avid horn player. I can, uh, I can play pretty much any brass instrument that you can put in front of me. I haven't touched a horn in about two or three years, but that's probably one of my hidden talents that, that not very many people know about.
2: What was your first day in Japan like?
0: My first day in Japan was terrible. I, uh, <clears throat> I got off the plane, and I when I was transferring from Orlando, I, I took a, a flight from Orlando because I was on leave to uh, Las Vegas, and then I transferred from Las Vegas to LAX, and then LAX all the way to Narita. So I was hopping lots of planes, and uh, one of the airlines lost my sea bag which is pretty much my duffel bag that had all of my uniforms in it. So when I got to Japan I had absolutely no uniforms and it's it's uh when you go to report to your very first duty station and you're not in your uniform it's a very embarrassing thing and it doesn't show very well on yourself uh to your new to your new command. So the very first day was kind of uh kind of I don't know it, it was I was very nervous. I was very very nervous because I I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew I you know I didn't want to be in trouble my very first day you know cuz i've been on you know at school commands my entire first year and a half of being in the navy cuz i was in school the whole time learning my trade and uh i just didn't want to make a bad impression so i was pretty anxious and nervous my very first day i i wasn't too worried about absorbing the culture i was more worried about getting my luggage back
2: is japan comparable to any place else that you've lived
0: no it i there is no way to compare it even i try my hardest to compare it on on my show to, uh, to America because that's the majority of where my listeners are coming from but the equivalent is is there's no equivalent to Japan the closest that I could ever think of being equivalent to Japan would be Singapore but um, with the cultural diversity that's in Singapore it really isn't comparable because there's practically no cultural diversity here in Japan as there is in, in Singapore um, cleanliness cleanliness wise and possibly government wise uh, they're slightly similar, but that's about all I can muster up. That's, that's about all I can think of. Um, other than that, no, Japan is a unique country all into itself.
2: What's the big local news story of the day in Japan?
0: The big local news story? You know, I, I knew you were going to ask this, and I I couldn't find anything really big. Um, recently, we're, we had elections, uh, maybe about two weeks ago. Prime Minister uh, Junichiro Koizumi actually he was unimpressed with the lower house, which is the equivalent of the House of Representatives here in in the states. Back in the states, he was unimpressed with one of their decisions, so he he dissolved the entire lower cabinet. He said, "You are all fired. You all need to go back to your uh, to your represent. You all need to go back to your districts and campaign again and try and win your seats back because I'm not happy with the decisions you've made on one of these bills that I've tried to pass." Um, but there's really no big one story. I'm looking here at my my news source for Japan. Um, just random. There's a couple crime stories and such, but there's no real big story right now in Japan that I can see at the moment that I have heard of. Uh, the last big news story was probably our, our elections.
2: How do you get your news?
0: I get my news, uh, from a, a couple of different sources. Uh, but since I'm, I spend the majority of my free time in front of the computer when the kids are asleep, I usually get it from my Nietzsche daily news. It's a, uh, Mainichi Shimbun is a, one of the newspaper companies here in Japan, and they have a website just like every other newspaper company uh, with all the headlines and stories on it. But the unique thing about them is ever since back uh, before World War II, they've also published an English newspaper as well. And, of course, they have an English version of their website up as well. So um, I always get my news from there. Uh, the news stories that I play on my show I also get from Mainichi Daily News.
2: From a distance, what's the biggest U.S. issue that concerns you?
0: The biggest U.S. issue would probably be the change in culture, uh, the change in in personal uh, and self—I don't want to say self-respect—but it seems like our country has has started to take a nosedive when it comes to morals recently. I'm not a big—you know—I'm not a, a big heavy Christian. I'm—you know—I'm not a practicing Christian, but I still believe in 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 Jesus and all. I'm not—you know—I'm not really into religion that much, but my i was raised with a strong moral standing by my my mom and dad and some of the things that i'm seeing now in the states is is kind of shocking uh, it seems like I, the last time i was back in the states was right at 2 years ago for christmas and when i was there i was just shell shocked on on the way people are acting in the last you know the 3 or 4 years that i had been gone just the the way everybody it seems like i had noticed in my area where i'm from i'm not saying the you know the whole country is like this now but it seems to to me more and more that our our nation is becoming more of a uh a me nation it's all about me it's all about you know what i want what i can do and you know my you know my image um it seems that people are just so preoccupied with themselves that they don't have enough time for anybody else in their lives um that's that's what i've noticed personally that's just my personal opinion you know, I try to stay away from from questions like that in in the show because that brings up a lot of controversy. Um, but it, it really seems like our our moral standing as a country is starting to fall on is has starting it's starting to fall apart, and uh, I'm not sure what the, the reason of that is or or what's caused it. But um, it's kind of disheartening to to see all the the stories, and it may just be because I'm here in a different country. I notice things a little bit differently cause I'm on the other side of the border, but it just seems that all in all people aren't raising their children the way that I was raised or say the ra- the way that you were raised or, or, you know, the way children were raised in the past. It seems like parents are, are more and more now, uh, worried about their careers and, and dropping the kids off at daycare so they can go, you know, fulfill their careers instead of making sure their children are taken care of first.
2: How is America viewed by the Japanese people?
0: um, all in all, America is viewed by the Japanese people and the culture as being a. Uh, uh, how do I describe this? It, they're in awe of the, the American culture at times. Um, many, many times you see uh, American stories on TV, stories about American people. Um, much of the news in the evening is focused around America. And that's because Japan gains a lot of its economy from the U.S. So. Not only did we rebuild their country after the war, after, after World War II, you know, when we rebuilt their, their constitution and we, re, we tried to help rebuild their country, um, ever since then, we've, during World War II, when, when, when we rebuilt their country, we injected a little bit of Americanisms into their, their culture. And those have followed on as the years have progressed. And everywhere you go, you'll see Japanese people with, for some reason, and I find it so odd, but I'll see a, a Japanese car driving down the street with a Japanese family, and there'll be a little American flag on the back of the car. Or they'll have a support your troops flag, the yellow the yellow ribbon magnets on the on the back of their car. I don't know where they get them. I don't know why they have them. But it just seems that at times the Japanese people are in, in awe of the American culture. Um, English is a very big deal here. Um, you know, back in the States, we all, you know, whenever we went through high school, we had to go through a foreign language of sorts, French, German, you know, Spanish. Here in Japan all uh, high school kids have to go through English. Now, granted, it's just like high school students back in the States, you know, they they go through the class for two years and then they data dump it, you know, and they they end up being able to say hello, goodbye, and my name is so-and-so. But the American culture is well ingrained here, and uh, there's a lot of fascination with the American culture. You see that a lot when we have friendship days on our bases. We have two major friendship days a year where we actually open the gates and uh, there's no security and people can come right in the, in the base, and they can peruse half the base uh, without having to show any form of ID or anything. And uh, they're all about getting, getting the view of what American culture is like by either the fireworks festivals, our version of McDonald's on base, or our version of pizza, you know, stuff like that. Just the little things that you take for granted as being an American, you know, it, it's, it's a curiosity that you won't see anywhere else.
2: What's the economy like in Japan right now?
0: the economy is very strong we uh in japan the, the the cost of living i i'm not sure i'm not an economist and i'm no no expert on this but the, the cost of living in japan is one of the highest um we it's been it takes a lot of money to 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 raise a family here in japan and the economy here is always growing by leaps and bounds um the the yen rate is always pegged to the dollar we always you know the yen is always based on the dollar here and Whenever there's a fluctuation in the dollar, the the Japanese economy will go up and down with the dollar. So as the American economy will will improve or regress, so will the Japanese economy on a a much smaller scale, but it still still will follow the same general trends from what I've noticed. Um, But the economy is very strong. I've really... Personal debt really isn't an issue here uh, you don't see too many people with with much personal debt other than their say their house loan or their car loan you don't see a lot of people with maxed out credit cards and such uh, when it comes to personal you know personal economy but uh, all in all you don't really hear much about the debt in Japan there is a there is a national debt uh, it's nowhere near the the trillions of dollars that we we have racked up in the in the US but they have a debt here but they're not too worried about paying it off immediately so they can end up having another debt. Later on in the future, they're more worried about, you know, a steady progression towards a means of paying off their debts. Um, cost of living, though, it here is extremely high. I actually get right around, close to, um, right around $1,600 a month for a cost of living allowance, and that's just for living here in Japan. And that that fluctuates as well with the many with the different number of family members you have, along with your rank. That's just a, uh, a Department of Defense pay that I get.
2: What can the Japanese learn from America, and what can America learn from the Japanese
0: growth um the American society has always been about growth and uh and and just putting out feelers for for new developments uh the japanese society they they're starting you know the way the the country is so condensed here uh growth really isn't as much of a as an issue. As say the economy um, because like I said everything is so condensed we uh I'm not really sure there is much that Japan can learn from America um, the poli- the 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 legal system here is is very very secure in itself um crime is is very 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 low compared to as in the states I can't really foresee that much that that the u s can learn from Japan other than possibly uh technological advances obviously japan has always been a little bit ahead of the game when it comes to technology ever since the mid 70s with the whole uh, introduction of japanese cars to the us um possibly technological advances you know we have silicon valley but and we're always worried about squeezing more transistors into a a microprocessor you know more and more space uh more and more functionality per millimeter of a of a microchip but here in Japan, they're more worried about new uh, functionality within their actual uh, electronics and gadgets and such. What, what functions on, a, say, a cell phone, what new functions can we put on a cell phone that would greatly benefit our consumers, our customers? So probably that's, that's the only thing I can really think of that, that America can learn from Japan is just how to technologically advance everything.
2: Here comes the final five questions. What do you miss most about the U.S.?
0: What do I miss most about the U.S.? I would probably have to say food. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a food nut. I love food. My first two episodes of my show were actually good food and bad food, um, so I'm all about the food. I would probably, I'm a junk food fan when it comes to, uh, to to restaurants and such. So I would probably have to say I miss Steak and Shake, and. I also miss Cracker Barrel. I miss the the breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Those are probably the only two things I miss here in Japan. Um, If I were to be a civilian that had absolutely no ties with the U.S. military, I would probably miss a lot lot more of the the food and the the activities. But since I I work on a U.S. Navy base, it's a little America. We have Taco Bell, McDonald's. We have a bowling alley. We have all kinds of of activities that that you would find in the States. So it's not like if, if I ever have a uh a longing for something that i that i miss from the states i uh i just jump back to base and go get whatever i need so pretty much just i would say steak and shake and cracker barrel
2: what's the japanese sense of humor
0: like um dry <laughs> um i i like to think that it's dry uh some people don't i i compare it a lot to british humor um, but there is no form of sarcasm at all here in Japan. That's that's one of the unique things about Japanese humor. They use a lot of physical humor when it comes to uh, a lot of insulting and a lot of physical humor when it comes to their comedy, say on TV or within a group of friends. They'll pick on the weakling, just like everybody else, and you know, trying to exploit them to to gain a couple laughs. But uh, sarcasm is is not a a known form of humor here in Japan. When you learn it, when you meet a Japanese person for the first time and you use any kind of form of sarcasm be it an insult to them or you know you're making fun of yourself or whatever they will view it as very rude because they think if you're being sarcastic they're actually taking the literal sense of that and running with it so you just got to be very careful unless somebody unless you're speaking with a japanese person who is using like american slang i would stray away from using any kind of sarcasm because they'll look at you with a weird face and think that you're making fun of them
2: What's the top-rated TV show in Japan?
0: Probably the top-rated TV show in Japan most likely would be K-1. Um, K-1 is, I, I know many people in the States are familiar with it. K-1 is a, uh, it's like a ultimate fighting uh, type show. They do it about once every two months or so. They'll play it like around 9 o'clock at night all the way up until midnight, 1 o'clock. They'll have fighters that, it's its a mix of kickboxing and and pretty much all the martial arts, you can go in the ring and do anything you want to the person other than below the belt hits. Um, it's pretty entertaining and it's pretty fun. Um, it's not like WWF or anything, any one of the, the, the entertainment sports, um, but there is a, a little bit of staging involved. At least that's what me and my friends think when we see some of these fights that go on. Um, but they'll have fighters that that progress through their series, you know, and each couple months, whenever they do a new show, you'll see the, the, the winners from the last shows that'll come back on. And they'll also have a couple celebrities from uh, other TV shows that'll come on and actually they'll train for a couple months and then they'll come in and then they'll fight. Two celebrities will fight and they'll both get their butts whooped or, you know, you'll have a really, a really terrible newcomer fighting a celebrity and the celebrity will still get their, their butt whooped. So... Um, I would say probably K one is the number one rated show right now, but that's just me. I really, that's, that's just what I see. I'm not really sure what the numbers would be though.
2: What gives you a way that you're an American tourist?
0: (laughs) If you're walking on a train platform or if you're walking anywhere within a populated area and you have a camera in your hand and, uh, and you're talking to yourself into a microphone like I was a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Giving away, just like any other place, holding a map up while you're in the middle of a train, um, or taking pictures of random things that make absolutely no sense, taking pictures of signs and and buildings and such that that a normal person would never do. Um, That probably would be a dead giveaway that you're a tourist and you're not one of the, the local gaijin.
2: To date, what will be your best memory of Japan?
0: My best memory of Japan would probably be when I met my wife. That would probably be my best memory to date and probably the best memory I will ever have.
2: It's time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where, Josh, we're going to turn the microphone over to you and you to ask me three questions about anything, so fire away.
0: All right, well, I, I was racking my brain and I didn't want to be too generic with these um so i thought i'd try to keep it themed towards my show um where is the farthest place you've gone and uh why did you go there
2: the furthest place that i've traveled would be the cayman islands nice the the came we went to the cayman islands because it was a a bonus for for the company i worked for we Every once in a while, they would throw a few bones out there and said, oh, if you hit this in sales, that we'll, we'll take you on a trip. So we all went to the Cayman Islands. The management team all went out to the, the Cayman Islands, and it was the most beautiful place on the planet. The, the water was bathwater crystal clear, and, and the weather was great, and it just had a, had a wonderful time. And if I could go back to one other place revisit one other place, the Cayman Islands would also be the first place on my list.
0: Nice. Was that like a tourist area of the Cayman Islands, or were you guys in like a secluded area?
2: The island was completely open. It wasn't like Jamaica, where they say, you know, stain the compound uh, or (laughs) or else. It was like, you know, you can go all, you know, all over and felt safe. We could be out on the beaches, you know, late at night. Um, the, The interesting place on the island was that there's a, a town called hell. So everybody <laughs> wanted to go to hell.
0: Did, did did you get a picture of yourself standing in front of the city limits? You know, you are now entering hell or something like that.
2: I didn't, but I've been to hell many times.
0: <laughs> All right, Bill, second question. Um, do you speak any foreign languages? And if you do, why did you learn it?
2: I don't speak any foreign language as well. Uh, Spanish just, uh, a little bit, a little bit of Bohemian. My mother is a a full-blooded Bohemian, so through the years I've picked up a few Bohemian words and that. So, so a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of Bohemian, and and that's about it.
0: That's quite unique. You're probably the first person I've ever met that speaks partially Bohemian.
2: Yuxi mosh.
0: <laughs> what was that? An insult?
2: No, that was how are you in <laughs> oh, Bohemian. Okay.
0: Genki Desuka Same thing but in Japanese (laughs) So third question Bill What is your least Favorite foreign food Sushi Sushi (laughs) How many times have you had it
2: I've had it twice And uh, have kind of suffered Through it twice (laughs) For some reason I'm, I'm still a meat and potatoes Type of person and uh so whenever somebody says let's go out for sushi it's like oh, do we have to you know can't you can't you pick anything that's cooked
0: <laughs> i will be in the same boat with you on that for a while i uh i i, I was a, a big sushi hater for a while until my wife started dragging me pretty much every week and then it i it definitely is an acquired taste if you don't like it immediately it is definitely an acquired taste one thing i would suggest if you for some reason want to learn how to eat sushi Start out with the cooked stuff. Um, what I do was I eat the little kid's sushi. They have uh, some places do it, not all places, but some sushi places will actually do. They'll take raw tuna and they'll grill it and it'll look just like tuna out of like a, a, a star-kissed can. And they'll put the tuna on the, the, the bed of rice. They'll wrap it with the nori, the seaweed, and then they'll put a little bit of sweet corn on top of it. So it's, it's grilled tuna with, with sweet corn. And it's actually not too bad. That It tastes kind of like a, a rice and tuna sandwich almost with some corn in it. It's not too bad and it doesn't taste anything like sushi. But, um, if that's, if you wanted to progress into real sushi, that's, that's like your starter sushi. But, but I don't blame you that. That's a very acquired taste that you have to, to learn to like if you absolutely have to learn it.
2: Josh, tell me about your podcast and how people can tune in and listen to you.
0: Well, my podcast, um, I, I, uh, I have a blog which is joshinjapan.com, www.joshinjapan.com, dot com, dot com. All one word, just how it sounds. Um and I pretty much just detail uh daily life in Japan. I try not to put too many details on the blog. I try to save all that for the uh for the the show. Um I put out a weekly show. It usually comes out every Sunday night, mon- early, early Monday morning. Um and every week I have a new topic on, uh, on what life is like here in Japan. I'll pick one topic and I'll just run with it for the entire show. Um, you can subscribe to me via iTunes. If you search for Japan in iTunes, um, I'm the number one show that pops up. So uh, if you just look, there will be a picture up there that will have a red Tory gate and it will say Josh in Japan. You can click on that and subscribe there. Or you can uh, subscribe if you don't want to use iTunes. You can subscribe via my RSS feed, which is also on my, uh, on my blog as well.
2: Josh, thank you so much for being a guest on You Are the Guest, and good luck to you in Japan.
0: Thank you, Bill. I appreciate you having me, and uh, this has definitely been an experience. I I really do appreciate it.
1: If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show.
2: This is a Radio Chance
1: announcement. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a special announcement. You are the guest podcast, in cooperation with countless other podcasters and internet radio stations
2: around the globe, bring to you, for the first time ever in the history of the world,
1: a concert simulcast podcast featuring, recorded live in Los Angeles, California, Chance and the Choir. this broadcast for further
2: instructions that takes care of show number 12 and finishing up the show are two songs from the poncho pond safe music network up first from wisconsin is lorenzo's music with hot water avalanche followed by black furies and Black List. from the great city of fort dodge iowa i'm bill grady thanks for listening Provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out
1: at music.podshow.com.